Welcome to the untranslatable Bossa Nova Hour, where we sit here and enjoy some tasty Bossa Nova and some Portuguese. <laughs> Is that how you say that? I don't know. Probably not. Portuguese. <laughs> it sounds like a good way to like make it sound like you know what you're talking about. Right. And, and <laughs> right. Like we're getting it completely wrong. Right. It's it's like, like a Brazilian a or a Portuguese are both like yeah. We need neither of us ever have said that before right. in our life. So uh, it's like when you're in an Italian restaurant Portuguese. and you're like, "Of the spaghetti." <laughs> yeah, we just call it spaghetti. What if the intro is just? I mean, this is the way we do it. Get the ham horns going, fam. You know, it's a free country, and if we like ham horns, we can freely express our views to enjoy ham horns, for sure. Okay. What I really like to say is. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 114, and today we will be getting into teacher stories, some good, some bad, some ugly, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to bringing it your way today. So without further ado, my buddy, my pal, and the guy with some other stories of some sorts, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? Enough time has passed. Chad's now back safely in the United States, and he's been here for about a maybe close to a month at this point, a little less than a month, three weeks. He's safe. He's on American soil. The Czech people can no longer get him, and now it's time to dish. It's time to dish these teacher stories. No, that's not true. I'm actually interested to know if you have any sort of teacher stories. I never hear them, but that's also because you're a nice guy. You're like, no, it was just a misunderstanding. It was probably really my fault. But, you know, that's because you like to uh, spread a little love. And the best way to do that is by following us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. You can email us, uh, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Give us uh, untranslatables. Hey, if you know any sort of language, flex at us a little bit. Give us an untranslatable, which is an idiom, saying, proverb, axiom, some other word that doesn't really make any sense if you directly translate to English, but it has a little gem of knowledge in there when someone says it to you. Or, obviously... Spread a little love. Spread a little... Spread a little love. That's right. Don't forget to spread that love. uh, With some five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. They're there. I see them. Thank you, but hey. Spread a little love. And you know, today's really especially about um, Spread about love. spreading the love because Chad and I, we talked a lot. We even got lawyers involved and it got messy. And you notice we're here in a neutral location. We can't really talk a lot about it. It's a secret for now. But with the... Uh, yeah, uh, Sorry, I'm looking at the security that's actually you know sort of supervising this thing. We figured it out. Chad agreed. He said, listen, I like the podcast. I don't like you. <laughs> and I understand that it is better when we're in person. So as long as we have some sort of supervision and we meet in a neutral location, so we're in an undisclosed house somewhere in the Metro Detroit area, that's all I can say. And we're ha- I'm happy to see you alive in person. And, you know... It's good to be here. No, another thing about this place is I... Um, all right, I'm going to with you. I pull a couple strings, and occasionally I even live here sometimes. Sometimes, huh? 
I'm interested to get your take on on the place. Any any sort of things that stick out to you as like a good or bad of our secret recording location of the entire thing. The entire the home. thing. It's fantastic. You don't have to like butter my biscuit. Like I, you I'm know, gonna, I can I'm take gonna it. I'm gonna butter your biscuit because I like it here. It's it's good. I think once. How's uh, it smell? It smells fine. <sighs> no no old people smell that I can uh, detect anywhere. Uh, uh, smells good. Yeah, you got you you got those scented candles in the bathroom for those times mm-hmm. when you need to spruce it up. So yeah, yeah, I'd say this place is it's on on the right path for sure. On the right path, yeah. Yeah, could could be could be a little bit more unpacked, but All I right, I'll give you the that. Struggle. I understand I'll the struggle. I'll give you that. I'll you give know? you that. You know, that's the thing. It takes time. Is in my head, I'm like, well, there's only a couple boxes. Weirdly enough, the last few boxes are the hardest. Because and they take the longest for sure. Because you know, especially since I essentially clearly already have everything I need, <laughs> so why don't I just move the boxes downstairs? Is kind of the, the thinking. But it is like, you know, especially once you start working again, it's like, oh my god, you come home, it's like I don't want to just immediately start moving you're, boxes. You're tired, I understand. But it's like, it's like you look at how many there are, and it's like it really shouldn't take this long though. And um, I think about that. I actually I think about that from time to time. Uh, the paintings, though, now that I think I'm waiting for Sydney because I think some of them, I'm, think, I'm considering going to not doing nails in the little hangy thingy, but doing some sort of 3M stick. That's hook, the official term, stick, the, the hangy Stick thingy. and hook. Yeah. Do you know the official term for Velcro? Velcro is like a company. Velcro is like... It's the like cl- Kleenex. Yeah. Do you know what Velcro actually is? What is it? Um, shoot. <laughs> Hook and loop. Hook and loop. There yeah. you go. You heard it here. Hook and loop people. technology. All right. Hook and loop. All right. Shout out to John Hook and Adam Loop. <laughs> <laughs> but now uh, we could... Uh, or, or, oh, by the way, it's been a while since I've seen you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been living a fun employment lifestyle. I have been, yes. Has it been fun or has it been uh, just unemployment? It's been fun. It's been a good staycation. How have your, you and your parents been getting along? Fine. Good. Been Are you just bragging now time. or what? Is yeah, this, okay. just trying to flex on you, Joe. I, no, no. <laughs> I love doing, my parents. Just doing what I do. Uh, no, it's been good. It's been fun. A um, lot of relaxing. It feels great to sleep in mm-hmm. and wake up naturally. I still struggle. I'm slowly getting back into it, but I still struggle to, uh, to effectively wake up. I drink a lot of coffee. What time, what time do you have to get up every day? It's very flexible, but uh, my goal is to get there no later than 8 o'clock. You, you know, I'll tell you, honestly, I'll tell you why. And this is just a general tip to all the kids out there. The main reason why is because my boss told me that it's very flexible and you can come in, you know, not whenever you want. I mean, don't get in a like, is it my, am I, should I not be kicking the table? Is no, that a problem? You need, to, you need to turn my input up a little bit. I just realized if you look here. Did I lower you? Or I have no idea. Did so, you? Oh, there we. That's much better. I get in around um, about uh, eight o'clock, and that's mainly because that's. I'm not the first person to get in. I'm going to be clear. You should be the first person if you really want to be a winner. But I'm a loser. But I. No, you're uh, not, Jared. But that's okay. I uh, sit scoot in a little more. I um. I uh, get there before my boss does. That's the really important part. I always get there before my boss. 
except for a couple times. Usually, I get there before my boss. Okay. But um, it's usually around. So usually, I wake up around. Maybe I set my alarm too early. I think that actually might be. What it. What time do you set your alarm at? I set my alarm for six thirty and six forty. I set two. And I usually and it takes me about fifteen minutes to get to work. So I usually leave here, usually no later than eight forty five. Okay. Excuse me, seven forty five. Seven forty five. Hmm. I don't know. I I got up about an hour before I was supposed to be in. Yeah, but I think I spent a lot of that time. You know, I I I think I spent a lot of that time. Like I usually shower the night before, so I think I spent a lot of that time just lying in bed. I think it could be more productively spent on actually sleeping. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, they say you don't sleep any better after you wake up after your alarm. I hundred percent believe that. It yeah, just feels I do nice. Too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I did that today. Hit the snooze button a couple times. That's for sure. You know, Chad, I'm feeling nice. And when I feel nice, I wanna spread a little love. Can you um? Can you hook us up? Because you always you're always good at uh, spreading the love. I try I try to spread the love when I can, Jared. And today, we are I feel to... very loved, except for that looming guy with the large firearm standing right outside of the shot. Well, Jared, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And you know, all right. You... Got to be safe. I'm just... I... This is America, Jared. I just, w- I just wish you didn't have to be whisked away as soon as we turn off these microphones and cameras. Well, I'm, I'm a busy guy, Jared. Got I... a lot of fun employment I even showed you my, my keyboard. I thought you'd be impressed. Actually, my keyboard sucks. You know, I, yeah, I, w- I wasn't that impressed. It, it's actually, it was okay. It's really bad. No, I, it, I've, it, I've told you that. It'll get the job done. For our jam sessions later, it'll work. But for sure. For sure. I'm embarrassed. Better weighted keys. They're terrible weighted keys. I told When I played Dude, yours, I told you how amazed right. I was. You need to get, you need to go on Craigslist, go on the free, pick up an upright piano, buy somebody, uh, pay for someone well, to tune it. You're good as gold. My piano teacher in uh, in Philly? Pennsylvania, she was selling her upright piano because she just got a grand piano. She was selling it for two hundred bucks. Should have bought it. And she, I knew, I know she kept it in tune because she gets it tuned every week because she teaches with it. Right. So I knew it was good. Got lots of use. But the thing is, in my head, I, like this, she started selling it before I got laid off, and I was mm-hmm. like. I can't put this in my place because, like, I know how thin these walls are. Right. And can I pl- actually play this thing? And then when you I should have re- though, why not? Now then, you can. But then know. when I got laid off, I'm like, well, now I'm not gonna just spend money. Like, even though it's cheap, it still seems foolish to, like, a- as I lose a job, just buy something like that, then get it paid to even shipped out to me. I can't stick it in the back of my hatchback. Right. You wait. You can't. Uh, not that hatchback. Oh bummer. Well, <laughs> either way though, I mean, it's crazy. Just looking and seeing what's out there for free on Craigslist. But that's not what I'll we're look, here to do. I'll look. Spread right here, love. we're here to spread some love. And I want to spread the love out to Texas. Because mm. Texas has generated more electricity from wind this year than coal. So it's a much more sustainable source of energy. And I think it's really great. And this is the first time in Texas that... No, nah, I got questions. No, I don't know if you have the answer, but I do have questions. Okay. Let's hear it. So, but the, what about like fracking, for example? Frack you, Jared. Chad. Slipping on gator piss. <laughs> Come on, listen. I know these these guards are here, but it'll at least take a second for them to get to me. I can at least I, I don't slapping on there. Just you know, the... see, Jared. This is this is why I like working <laughs> with you because you got the questions. Mm-hmm. I don't have the answers. Betcha. You know, but I, I don't know. That's a great question. About because fracking. Texas is a big oil country. But here you go, Jared. Texas a lot is of rich actually people in Texas because of the, the oil. That's true, but in Texas, it's actually the largest consumer of coal, 
according to the energy yeah, information cold. admin. Yeah, I, I get it. I've been to Texas. Right. But hey. Those trucks got a smoke, maybe. <laughs> that's true. But at least now they're generating more electricity from wind than from coal. That's true. No, I think I think that is cool. And um, I, I think it's cool to see it also like on larger scales like this. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's, it's cool. You know, people say, see like, oh, Denmark only runs on used tissues. And it's like, yeah, but Denmark also has 14 people. You know, <laughs> it'll never work in the U.S. And I, I hate hearing people say that you that's know an I mean? irritating argument for sure can you push that over a little bit it's really bothering me you see for what sure, i'm talking yeah. about the camera um i hate seeing that argument because I, I i always just sense it to be a cop-out you know it's so it's so quick and easy to just as like a uh, towards you it's so quick and easy to just uh yeah, yeah yeah a little more it's so quick and easy to just say like no it's not really possible to do they can do it because there's only a few of them so it's easy easier for them to finance it when it's on a smaller scale and it's like, yeah, that's just an easy cap out, and I hate it. So it's cool to see a place, especially like Texas, where a lot of those people, no, I'm kidding, a lot, but people like that, people might say stuff like that, and it's like, you're, you're seeing it in your own great state that it's possible, and I like that, you know. And, and to I like spread, Texas. To I spread actually, some love? I, I do like Texas, actually, a lot. I was born there. I hate to say that, because that is a security question every now and again. But, uh... <laughs> uh now we know it, Jared. Yeah, I, 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 I laughed after that, and I was like, that was realer than I actually wanted it to be. Yep, that's fair. You guys don't know. No, I'm not even going to say anything. You can uh, edit it out, though. That's no, I'm, a, I'm not. It's, it's and Anyways, Texas is great. My dad was also born there as well. Oh, really? Yeah. And shout out. Not Bet only you. do we spread our love, but we say howdy and yeehaw to all of our Texans out there. <laughs> so, yeah, good. Chad says that. I'm not I'll, disrespecting I'll, you like that. I'll take it. I'll say it. So my next shout-out goes out to the country of Sri Lanka, and they have defied the global trend in the battle against measles because Mm. they now have no reported measles in Sri Lanka. So that's great. Can you Have you heard about this almost resurgence? This seems to happen every now and again, almost like when a new every like almost like when a new flu comes. Have you heard about this the the new uh, insurgence of anti-vaxxers? Yeah. Justin Timberlake's wife. I know that's rude, but I can't think of her name. Jessica Biel. She recently came out. She's an anti-vaxxer. Someone else came out. But like... What I find interesting about most vaxxers is that they have been vaccinated themselves. Anti-vaxxers, you mean? Yeah, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But maybe... No, that's rude. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We've got to be nice here, people. Plus, we are here to spread the love. That's true. Spread the love. And Sri Lanka... um, yeah, has no measles. So I think that's awesome. It's it, you know that's that sort of work seems interesting. Even even like working in companies or or jobs that like deal with funding and and because like the interesting thing about a lot of these countries where those are struggles where it's like the it's it's not even that at least it seems like we theoretically don't know what the solution is. Right. It's more the like the like the ability to implement it, and that seems like interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just hope regardless, whatever, if you're a vaxxer or anti-vaxxer, I just hope you and your children are healthy. I'm a vaxxer. <laughs> I mean, I am as well, but, you know, to, to each his own, I guess. I don't know. Hashtag vaxxer. Check out my other... Uh, there you go. <laughs> Twitter account. Well, Jared, that's all I've got for shout-outs, but I think you might know what time it is. Now, we're on a, uh, we're on a neutral location territory, and I... Uh, 
I'm happy to be here, but I'm kind of scared. But I did at least request that we bring the clock. You should be scared. Now, I have a question for you. Before we even get into this, I, I should have brought this up earlier. Now, speaking of being in this neutral location, this neutral location happens to be close to Ferndale, Michigan. Just, I happened to peek just through the, r- Just randomly. I happened to peek through the burlap sack out of the back of the sprinter van that I was being escorted in and noticed yeah. a Welcome to Ferndale sign. Did you happen to peek out? And if you did, what do you think of Ferndale? You've, you've never been here before, have you? I haven't. Well... No, that's not true. Okay. I've been here twice. Okay. But not in this same exact How do you feel about it? It's nice. It's it's weird, though, going from the highway, going through 8 Mile into Ferndale, it's interesting to see the change from the freeway through 8 Mile to Ferndale. Yeah. And I think if you also... Also, let's not get a little too... Let's not get so specific here. Uh, there are... Uh, People then when you turn down this street, <laughs> yeah. and it's interesting that your number, your addresses, those numbers line up like that. No, but um, <laughs> it would be interesting for you to see. Oh, we're gonna go to breakfast tomorrow morning, right? We're gonna wake up relatively early. Are we getting? Are we going to Coney Island? No, we're not gonna get to Coney Island. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Coney Island. Let me be clear. It's just I'm trying to take you to like a a swanky place. It's it's not swanky at all. It's a diner. A non-swanky place. It's it's a di- it's diner style. It's just not a Coney Island. It's like a local place. It's tasty brekkie. I've been I, I I've been there plenty of times before I moved to right. Philadelphia. I, I I almost was this close down and I when we lived together. We're this close to making it our regular spot. And I'm like I gotta go. That's life, man. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. I only Peace got out. one one month left till the yeah. next adventure. Which after next week, I think I'll probably be able to reveal the adventure. All right. So I'm excited. Right. But hey, we're actually here to Chad's gonna come back and be like, uh yeah, the adventurer is I'm gonna be living with my parents for the next seven to eight months. <laughs> the next five years. Oh no, Jerry, I told you I'm moving into the neutral location. Anyway, I think we're being uh cut off by the uh We are. As we should be. The uh, security guard saying wrap it up. That's right. So <laughs> I'm gonna give you the first I just one. Picture this big dude just like Come on, hurry up. Yeah, hurry let's up. keep this going. Let's keep That's this right. going. This, we're, we're union. So my first one for you, Jared. This one. Oh, shoot. What language is this one? I'm trying to think. Would you like me to start while you think go, about that, yeah, Chad? Yeah, go ahead. Go, because oh, I, it's Estonian. Sorry, it's Estonian. Um, good, because so, I actually wasn't prepared, as I was saying. And I'm prepared. I'm good. like, oh. No, but and, I, am, I am now. So this is Estonian. I don't know why I picked Estonian today, but I thought it would be fun. And I don't know any, so here we go. Chad, there's, this is, you don't have to justify languages. Every language is true. created equally. Well, not really, but... See, now I wish you had your setup set up right where you could uh, actually play it to the people. Now, could you say that? He's playing it through Google Translate for the third time. And I keep cutting it off. Go ahead. Pil tulepika ilu piale, which means... Uh, in Estonian, it means uh, don't have too much fun or there will be tears later. <laughs> um, this is my first untranslatable for today. Don't have too much fun or there will be tears later. It's just like, yeah, it just means like control yourself. Don't go crazy. Yep. Very good. Uh, word, uh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, or else it'll catch up with you. Right. So um, I have three. Two of them are f- French, Quebec. We oui. Quebec French, and it's the first one is avoir mal aux chevaux. Avoir is goodbye. No. No. 
Well, av- au-, au revoir is goodbye. I said right. au revoir. Oh, sorry. Okay. Au revoir. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> goodbye. Shout out to all my fr- my Frenchies out there. Um, so avoir is to get. Okay. Or to have, I, I believe. Uh, ma- and chavot, I actually remember that. That's hair. Granted, I'm also reading it. So okay. It's not that so what impressive. does this mean? Get a bad hair ache. Bad hair ache. To not understand something? No, sir. No, sir. It's Monseigneur, actually. Not sir. Monsieur. See, I, I can't speak French. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you saying right now? Can't speak French. Um, okay. To have a herrick. Hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, let's let's let. I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. Okay. And I'm gonna say that the reason you. um, Oh, I know what it means. Go for it. Does it mean to be intoxicated? No. No. Okay. But it is close. It's very close. To be drunk. That's the exact same thing, just a different word. That's fair. Uh, (laughs) No, it's the aftermath. Having it's a hangover Ooh, to be hungover. Okay. I was gonna say I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and say that the reason uh, you the good thing about this neutral location is we did add in the contract that they provide beers, and the only reason the only it's way you can important. actually be cl- this close to me in person is if you have at least 17 of them. Yeah. So lots of I beers. was gonna say I understand that you need to have 17 to 48 beers in order just to be around me, but if you don't have at least a cup of water in between. You're really, really, really going to uh, have a bad headache tomorrow. That's fair. Well, Jared, you know, depending on who the person is, they might have thin ears. And in Korean, they say, Kui ga yalta. Is that like, um, is that almost like uh, in one ear, out the other? Mm, not, not quite. Okay. Not quite. That's a good guess, though. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's it's not it's not bad. I'm trying to think okay. of a good way to thin ears. Explain this. It's like you for- forgetful. Mm, you're you're getting warmer. Uh, like a bad short term memory. Or... We say it's written on the ceiling, and then people look up. Don't don't stray too far away from that thing. It's written on the oh gullible. There you go, gullible. Thin ears. Yes, thin ears. Okay. Hmm. Whoa, a spider! Wow. Oh, oh no. By the way, it's very possible. This is a very old house. There are a lot of holes. That's fair. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I saw a video on, on Instagram the other day of like a spider in Australia. It was like the pre the a pre huntsman? the pre pee flush. Ooh. And like it was trying the spider was almost climbing out. Oh jeez. It was oh. I don't know why I watched the whole thing. My next th- uh phrase is Hungarian. Yeah, I said I have two French Quebec ones and I do. Hold on. My next one's Hungarian and it's Fabol Vascarica. And it literally means an iron ring made of wood. So like when something is not as it seems. If it's not as it's what if I'm telling you something that it not, that it that's not as it so seems. So it's like a fish story. Like you're like embellishing on the story. There you go. Alright. I'll take the it. The exact translation is if you hear the exact translation. I mean, the exact translation I found on one website. This, this is not translatable. No one owns this. Uh, if you hear something really absurd, then it's uh, fabul yascarica. So, yeah, some absurd story or like that's, you're uh, embellishing. That's not real. Okay. That's a nice. Well, Jared, iron my, ring made of wood. My last untranslatable for you is it, also ma'am. Korean. And it is. Anyo. Sun i koida, which means 
you have big hands or big hands. Is it like a you like the you like a klepto? Opposite. You're trustworthy. Mm, not not quite. You 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 give it's people. Big. You're very giving. There you go. Yeah, oh. you're generous. Very good. Oh, that makes sense. That makes generous. sense. Big hands. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like that. Big I love hands. How that was you. Really, really was the opposite. You're not taking. You're giving. Right. Uh, one more. I did say to French Quebec for all of our Canadians at the edge of their seats, like, hey, don't forget about us. Is it two? Blé d'Indy. Blé d'Indy. That's probably what it is. Blé What does it mean? To eat wheat from India. Blé It's wheat. It's essentially just wheat of India is what it is. Blé d'Indy is wheat of India. Wheat of But you would India. usually probably say to eat wheat from India. Your uh, f- least favorite uh, sports team enjoys uh, Blade End. I have no idea. What? Who's your least favorite college sports team in state? Michigan. What's what are their colors? Maize and blue. What's maize? Like yellow. Blade maize is specifically Blade End. Corn. Corn. corn on the cob. Wheat from India is corn on the cob. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Corn of okay, interesting. I thought that that clue would give it. Mm, Maize that... is corn, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. No, that was good. I was... just wasn't picking up what you were putting. <laughs> down. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's not on me. Right. Well, <laughs> that's not now, no one. Now it's we're time. We're just having fun, Chad. That's true. That is. We're having fun. It's time to have some fun and talk about some teacher stories. Now, before now, I asked you to I, I, to do a, a Reddit poll on stories. Reddit poll, like there's some sort of we have a we pay a lot of money for the software that uh, allows us to pull from Reddit. That's right, now, millions of dollars. Um, I, I asked I asked we want to do a teacher. We like doing teacher episodes. We haven't done one one in a while. One, I want to know. Now you know what your next job is, whether it's teaching or not. How much have you thought about teaching since? Uh, sorry, how much have you thought about thought about teaching since you've been on your fun employment? Strategies, think th- think thoughts about previous employment at uh, in the Czech Republic. Like, how much do you just think about it, or contemplate, or try to improve, or think about your what's coming up next? Which I'm not gonna say this is it, but if I were to guess, I would assume it would have something to do with teaching. I mean, I do a lot of planning, just, you know, trying to think about what I want to do mm-hmm. in the upcoming semester and school year. What are my goals as a teacher? I'm still waiting, though, to hear back from the university I'll be working at to hear about um, the few classes I will be teaching will be with other teachers. Like there's one final for three different classes. Mm-hmm. So we have to coordinate everything. So right now it's not. Not so much reading um, and writing lesson plans, but more so just trying to think about, okay, I want to try this this year, try that, things like that. Um, so as a teacher, yeah. we're going to talk about um, teacher stories, embarrassing teacher stories, yep. Yep. crazy teacher stories. Mm-hmm. You've been a teacher for, at this point, a couple of years, however long it is. What, three years, essentially? Four years? F- five if you count all my German teaching, yeah. I'll count it. Okay. F- fine. You know? Hey, five? listen. Five? <laughs> I wish you didn't see me. Good job, Chad. Five years. No, I'm kidding. That makes sense. We've graduated for five years. Um, 
Do you, have you had any uh, sort of standout moments that you you already think are going to stick with you? Maybe not forever, but you're like, that was definitely quite an experience that you hear about, but you actually don't think you'll experience, or something where it's like, I've had to almost be in a situation that was out of body. I don't. I'm not usually a yeller, but if I didn't, uh, like, I had to almost put on my teacher dad voice kind of thing. I've I've never had to yell. Thanks. Never. Never one moment. You've never had to yell. Okay. Now, have you? I'm gonna assume. I assume you've been in a situ. Uh, I I assume you've been in a situation where you've had to uh, maybe not yell. But have you been in a situation in the classroom in your lifetime when you've heard like a teacher just go haywire, kind of yell? I mean, there were plenty of times when I was a student where I would see teachers go a little crazy. So what's what is what's the situation? We're not going to talk about. We don't need to talk about your childhood that much because you're an actual teacher. I'm curious about sort of how you handle situations or what's sort of the most sort of line crossy or I got to really standout situation where it's like this is one for the books at least for now plus we got some good teacher stories from reddit as well that we need yes. to share as well but uh for me i haven't ever really and had i have a yell. story for you too by the way just to be clear right i i've never i've been fortunate i've never had to yell at my students um have you gotten close have you thought about it because yelling you you and i are different in a lot of ways but we're similar in the sense that it seems like it takes a lot for either of us to get to yelling. Like, I, I couldn't tell I you really the last time. I really try not to yell. I couldn't tell you the last time I yelled. Right. And um, it's really it's it's really not part of my personality. So, like, if I get there, something's going seriously wrong. And I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I yelled, yelled. Me, me either. And I've been fortunate, though, too, where my teaching, you know, my, my classes and everything has... I've had good students where I haven't needed to yell. Is it also easier the older they are? Like even if oh, you are Oh, for sure. College I would say is less less disciplining. We we were actually talking about this before when we were um meeting in the official lobby before we got into this uh safe room. Um that just in general the older you get, it, the sort of the more enjoyable it, you you feel like it could be or the, especially the easier it could be just because the older you get the more likely you're there because you actually want to be. So, like, if you're in elementary school, it's most likely just because you absolutely have to be. Yeah. <laughs> you're not no, like, Mom, no I need to go to school. And if so, uh, call Child Protective Services, kid, because your parents are not good. But, like, by the time you're, <laughs> saying grad school, for example, it's like you We've actually thought about want it to be and, here. Yeah. You're, do, you're trying to do... Like, it's not just like, well, I guess I got to be in college. You're like, no, I need to do as well as I can to progress in my career or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's way different. I mean, even teaching, I just got done teaching high school students in the Czech Republic, which was great. But um, it definitely changes when you teach the first year students versus the seniors. You know, it's very different. I understand not having maybe in classroom situations like that. But say, especially when you're in the Czech Republic, it's it's more, you know, the alcohol culture is mm-hmm. way more relaxed and it's, um, you know, the beer culture um it seems like from the age of eight it was very normal and so there were plenty of opportunities for you to have a beer you know you you you, for the most part stayed pretty responsible with that i tried my best were there ever situations you felt tested that you weren't used to being around students where you could drink like that and i'm just gonna fix my chair real quick so i don't not destroy my i mean not really in the in the czech republic i had students who would you know buy me shots and stuff like that okay. and i think they were you know trying to 
test my limits, but you just got to be careful. Got to mm-hmm. be smart. Be honest with them. You are never out of your element. Maybe not. I'm not gonna say out of your element, but you're, you're never like out of control in front of them. Of course not. No. Um, and that's the kind of the cool thing was, you know, with my situation in the Czech Republic, I was able to, I was close enough in age with the students where it wasn't weird, or at least mm-hmm. I didn't feel weird, uh, you know, going out and having a drink or two with them. So it was really nice. It was fun. It was enjoyable. No really crazy teacher stories from that. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> Speaking of um, drinking with students, that is a tricky sort of balance to, to play. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, I had one teacher um, in my in one of my programs at school that was kind of known for like you know being the cool guy older teacher, and he would have students over because we did summer school and he lived on a lake. And you know we would have a beer or two, but like he never, I mean, nothing ever got nothing close went to crazy. being crazy. Right. Nor even close. Like you know, yeah, you know, we probably had three to four beers. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't crazy or anything. Nothing too wild. But there was, you know, that's that's the U.S. I think even when you have like a kind of a cool teacher in the U.S., you know, quote unquote cool teacher, you know, a teacher that's known for for being cool or like having a drink with students, it rarely gets really crazy. At least in my experience, except. You know, except you, you know what the wild card always is. What's that? Europe, man. Uh, yeah, I've got a few stories from Europe for sure. I um, I'm sure you have a couple. Do you have any from Super De Venti? Well, some stories. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> he, that's right. I almost wish you would have just let me say it without asking oh, that, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. So when I do, and you know, it's interesting <laughs> because. Um, it is like a cultural the th- the thing about drinking with teachers or, or drinking with you know uh, colleagues for example they do that in the U S but I think it's maybe it's common in the in Europe too like it is a very useful feature to have to um, I'd say it's more common in Europe as well by the way it's sure. a very it's very useful uh, feature like like a situation to have when you're working with people it helps with your uh, helps with your relationships but it is a very hard sort of balance to strike. And it starts younger in Europe just because it's more it's more conventional to drink. So when I went it's more to, accepted, I went to um, yeah more accepted. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, France and it was I was studying abroad when it happened in, in, in Austria, but that doesn't matter because it was with students from my school in the U.S. And so they all your, came your there. college. Thank you. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just talking like no one's here. Um, it was. I'm still here, Jared. It was from. It was a college-related thing, but I, I was do. I, you know, I could do it from different spots. So it was I was studying abroad, and so we we went th- we went to we went to Paris or we went to France, and uh, we had these classes, and we you know we did classes, we and we worked with our classmates, uh, our French classmates, and they showed us around Paris, and they showed us a good time, and so uh, there were chaperones, you know. And they were professors, and one of them was um, just kind of a volunteer. He wasn't really necessarily part of the program, but uh, they needed another person, so I guess he volunteered or something. And for one of the nights, they took us out to a club. And just to begin with, they already were... um, French people don't eat, apparently. That's what I learned when I... uh, Food is like the eighth thing on their list, and for us Americans, it's usually top on the mind actually I'm, it's number one i almost feel like i'm uh, we need to eat something before we go to bed it's tonight. probably a good idea um anyway um so we went to this club it was this big you know it's, it's club and it was cool and i actually <laughs> what, had a what, good time what, what kind of club was it <laughs> <laughs> it was a great club and um 
The uh, teacher. Wait, you you liked it? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. But we also, I think we got there a little early. I think that helps. So there were people there, but it was mostly uh, enjoyed by our group. So I think that helps. And I'll tell you why I only, I could have stayed as long as I wanted, obviously, except for the fact that all of us weren't having a good time. There are two, essentially two chaperones there. And one of them, I noticed, I was like, wow. That that person's really uh, taking it to the. Putting uh, it down, taking it to the. I was like, I didn't know uh, that that person rolled like that. Next thing we know, it turns out he doesn't roll like that. <laughs> and so um, me and another student and then the other chaperone, are we chauffeur or uh, escort this person outside. And he is, uh, I love how I'm going back and forth between like this person just saying that is he. So he, we were waiting outside and he was literally on, this, this club was on the Champs-Élysées, I believe, which is a major street in Paris for those of you that don't know. And uh, he was hugging a pole sitting on the uh, ground on this major street. And uh, there might have been some projectile <laughs> coming from his mouth. And uh, so we got him into a taxi and we got him home and we went to, we were staying at a hotel, obviously. Uh, and uh, the, he threw up in the lobby. Oh God. Poor guy. In the, either the lobby twice or the elevator. I don't remember, but it was twice not in his room, on his bed. And then he started crying in his room. And didn't, didn't you comfort, comfort him? Yeah, yeah, you know how'd that go? There's something extremely comforting and, or excuse me, comforting. (laughs) That's not what I meant to say. There's something extremely sobering in general about about like taking care of someone that's an exponentially drunker than you. Well, I was gonna say just to begin with, everyone's kind of most people are probably taking care of someone that's too drunk, and even if you are kind of intoxicated, it's very sobering. If you're, you know, the the one that's actually got control of themselves, so it was a very sobering situation. One to be. Uh, you know, and take care of person mode. Then two for that person to be your teacher, where it's like, huh, interesting. And, a weird... and thankfully, I've never had that experience with my students where they've needed to take care of me. And in the Czech Republic, I have to give kudos to all my students. I didn't have to take care of any of them either. Did you hear any stories about any of your colleagues being in any precarious mm, situations? Not, not really. It seems it seems like Czech people know the right way to have a good time and don't usually go too far and i think it's just because especially especially uh you know it's just so naturally part of the community the beer Mm -hmm. so it's like it's for anyone so good i do miss no one can really no one can really no one's really going hard where they're just like full-on shotgunning beers or like just like hey let's just do a straight keg stand shotgunning beers is an american thing so of course it is we could do a whole surprise, podcast surprise. just about uh, we should. Dude, we should. Let's do a podcast on uh, stupid ways that Americans get drunk tomorrow morning. All right, my notebooks over there. We'll remember. Easy, easy peasy lemon squeezy. But yeah, that's the nice thing though. Although I will say this, I did go out with my students when I was uh, helping out with the study abroad program in Germany, mm-hmm. and just it it is different staying out until eight a.m. with your students at a club. Do, do, is, is it almost like, yes, I'm having a good time? And, and listen, you're, please be honest with me. And I'm, this is nothing crazy. But is there, is there always a part of you that's like, I can't really fully let go? Or can you fully sure. enjoy yourself? Or are you kind of like, if, mm. if, you're, if you're you and I and David and Don, for example, is there another... Different story. Is there another level you could hit 
Different different story with my or students. Or can you fully let go? No, I can't fully let go. I'm with my students. I need to keep it and, but, somewhat but, And let's be clear, by the way. Fully let go for you, that does... I'm not saying... And this is for you and just for the audience. That doesn't mean get hammered to the point where you're doing what I'm talking about that teacher was doing. Right. I just mean like you could not fully trying to cry like, enjoy yourself and not like sort oh, of had I, that I can, I can feeling in the back have... of your head where it's like, all right, remember, you got to... You got to like... Well, so this is the way I look at it. kind of responsible. Uh, exactly. I look at it as I'm here to have fun, but also make sure everyone gets home safely. Really, <laughs> I, don't, I don't enjoy it until, honestly, until I'm back in my bed at my hostel or my hotel, and I know pretty much everyone's been home you and betcha. gotten home safely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. So, yeah, but... Um, because, I mean, I guess if anything does go wrong, the first thing they'll be like is, who was there? And then we hear you, and you're just naturally the... Right responsible Ooh, one i do have i do have a story let's hear it now that we're now that we're reminiscing on uh you know stuff in the past i had a student one time we were walking back to our hostel from berlin and uh we were in the east side of berlin and mm-hmm. it just so happened our hostel was on the side street to the street with the highest amount of outdoor night ladies if you catch my drift, mm-hmm. in ladies uh, of the night, yeah, exactly in in that part of Berlin, working women, like, exactly, and so night I'm, workers. I'm walking home <laughs> with my with one of my students at the time, and his German was really good, and uh, we're walking home, and he sees this attractive lady of the evening, <laughs> lady of the night, and a, a guy standing a couple the steps way, behind him. Legal, yeah. just to be clear. Yeah. Oh yeah. Over there, it's completely illegal. Although I don't know if street workers are legal. Not sure what the laws are. We'll pretend that whoever this person was interacting with was dealing with ladies. But the thing is, is we start to walk by and he sees her. And I think then he realizes what's going on. Mm -hmm. And he asks the guy in English, asks the guy behind her, are you her pimp? And I'm just like, oh, dude, why why did you ask him? No, no tact. Right, right. And so eventually, I, I apologize. Pimps never actually call themselves pimps, right? Pro- I don't know, dude. I'm not a pimp. I I don't know. I don't know what the protocol is. But okay. anyways, I told I apologize. I said sorry. You know, we've had a couple beers. We're walking home. Wow. You jumped in like I, you. I, I did intercepted. not. Yeah. I this dude looked like he was like a Russian. Like probably knew well, how to fight. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, not Russian, but oh, but, yeah. I thought you said you're in Germany. I, I was. But oh, okay. I don't know if he spoke German. But anyways, true. that was pretty wild, and I definitely gave him an earful walking back after that. Did you really? Oh, for sure. I told him I was like, "What do you think?" You know, I was like, "What do you think could have happened?" And he was like, "Well, I was just messing around." I'm like, "No, like White some dude. of these, some of these what, people. What was will mess your day up? What was he looking for?" I, th- I think he was just. I, I don't. So really he wasn't know. actually like like. And listen, we're not saying he I don't was, think he was, was looking he, for he wasn't the lady actually of considering. The, the situation. How how weird. Well, when you've never been in that kind of situation before, I mean, like, you tend to do ridiculous that's not, things. That's not how I respond to these situations. Yeah, well, I'm more you, of a shut down kind of person. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was pretty crazy. Uh, I never would have thought when people told me, yeah, you're going to you know, help out with the study abroad program. You'll be, uh, you know... Helping a guy from yeah, an adult babysitter. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. But it's you know there's there's a lot of good portions of it. We got to see a lot of great places in uh, you know around that area in the Eiffel is what they call it, not like the Eiffel Tower in France, but the Eiffel in Germany. And uh, yeah, it yes, was, this is ours now. 
<laughs> That's right. So yeah. Do you have any slipping on gator piss? I love Reddit. I'm not I'm not active on Reddit, but whenever I see something from Reddit um, that say someone sends to me, it's I'm always like Reddit. I used to think you know I I have a better uh, feeling of Reddit now. I used to think it was a cesspool. I love Reddit. I think it can be a cesspool, but it's also easily not a cesspool. There's a lot of great stuff on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Also, the um, the CEO and, and founder of Reddit is is married to one of the greatest female tennis Serena players in, in the yeah. uh, in the world. So let's talk about some teacher stories from Reddit. This one's kind of a funny one, Jared. So a student was waiting late after their rehearsal, and the the student calls home. Hey, can you tell mom to pick me up? Oh, she's in the shower. What about dad? Oh, really? He's in the shower too? Then the student turns to the teacher. Well, it's going to be a while, Mr. M. Okay. That's crazy. (laughs) Her parents forgot about her. <laughs> All right. Did I miss something? Is that a porn? They're, they're thing? The, yeah, they're in the shower together. The parents. Oh, the parents so are in the shower together. That's why it's going together. to take a while. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I misunderstood. The, the joke's not as good yeah, when you no, get That went over my head. <laughs> that's on me. Oh, that's all right. All right. Also, I didn't expect you to tell a sex joke. That's so unlike you. <laughs> I mean, this is Reddit. This really, is not me. This is Reddit. Really th- Wait, but that's the parents that are in there. Yeah. By the way, I've been in a situation where I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm going to say my mom forgot me. Oh, really? Yeah. Luckily, in high school, when I moved back um, from Germany, my high school was a boarding school. I wasn't in the boarding part. That's the only thing. I don't think my parents knew that I wasn't in the boarding part. (laughs) My mom told me that she was going to pick me up. And um, I I, like, you know, I I had friends that were in the boarding school. So I hung out with them in the boarding area. And I like four or five, or excuse me, like five or so. I was like, hey, you said you're going to pick me up? She's like, oh. And it turns out she was actually in the parking lot the whole time waiting for me. And Just it was, in the wrong spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Man, crazy. That, yeah. That'll happen. Here we go. I was a teacher's aide in a third grade classroom. It was the last day of school before spring break, and all the kids were so excited. It's a big party day. We had pizza, watched the Muppets movie, and all the kids brought gifts or dessert foods for everyone else. One kid who didn't have that much money wanted to make personalized bookmarks for the rest of the class because his family didn't have much money he decided to look around his dad's workplace to find something he could use in the trash can there were a bunch of long strips of cardboard the only thing was the cardboard came from a cig- from cigarette cartons and his dad worked at a liquor store so on one side there was a kid's name and cute pictures on the other was a blatant advertising for marlboro Paul Mall, camel you name it this was so hard to not laugh when he came up to me and excitedly showed them to me. This was my first time working in a classroom and I had no idea what to do. The teachers ended up having me take them to the supply room and laminate them with construction paper covering the other side. We told the kids it would help them last longer. His bookmarks were everyone's favorite gift. Mine's Cigarette st- bookmarks? Mine still has the Al Capone on the back though. Honestly, dude, I think that's awesome. I think it was so nice this kid went above and beyond to give all of his classmates personalized bookmarks. And look, that's a clever workaround by the teachers. But they're cigarette bookmarks, right? Yeah. Am, I, am I hearing that properly? From cigarette cartons, yeah. But. Like, I get it. The, but there's been a, there was a whole campaign just to get rid of cigarette advertisements. That's fair. Listen, I don't <laughs> even smoke cigarettes. I don't support the smoking of cigarettes. I would say don't do it if you, could, if you had a choice. Uh, I did it once. 
and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> and children, you don't need to do it either. Just listen to me. I did it once, and it was awful. Uh, by once, I literally mean like I took two puffs, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand this. Right. Um, but anyway, that does seem like it would be a cool-looking bookmark. I'll give it that. Right, for sure. Next up, Jerry. And I do like the sort of entrepreneurial like uh, state, although they didn't say he sold it. But No. I do Could've. not even entrepreneurial, but I just like the the nature, the thought. I had to even big do hands. That. Yes, they had big oh, hands. Wow, Chad, they had big hands. Take, making use of those untranslatable. That's right. That's what we're here for, Jared. Next up, I was teaching EFL to a class of primary school Thai kids. I was teaching them plurals. EFL. English is a foreign language. We have okay. an episode all about that. We do. Check it out. TSL and EFL. That's right. One hundred and one. I think. Better know it. You don't know if you want. That's a good episode. It is. Anyway, they're all great. But anyway, <laughs> I was teaching EFL, English as a foreign language, to a class of primary school Thai kids. I was teaching them plurals by showing them a slideshow of cartoon monsters. For example, it has three eyes, four legs, etc. And getting them to tell me how many limbs and stuff each monster had. One little kid, five years old, got really into it. And on one monster, uh, shoots his hand in the air and comes out with, it has one anus. I was speechless for a second, so he jumped up on his chair backwards, bends over, and starts pointing to his arse. This must have been a British Redditor. Shouting, no teacher, anus, it's anus. What was he, what was, is there another word that she was getting at? Did I miss I don't think so. I think somehow the kid just knew the word for anus. Wow. I mean, of course, that's where you, that's where every good language learning starts is with the terrible words. We've all, we've, that is true. We've attempted to learn many languages before. Most haven't stuck, but we've, we know how that goes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. My, um, you know, listen, I love my boss a lot, actually. I actually do. But he um, has spent time in uh, Switzerland, and he says Scheiße. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, wait, you you know German? I was like, yeah, no, I I know what that means. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm smelling what you're stepping in. I was like, I do know what you're saying. Yeah, I know. I live there for. I might have forgotten a lot of it, but I, that's probably gonna be one of the last things to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. I got one more story for you, Jared. All right. So, a girl trying to prove she was worthy of getting into an advanced placement lit class, which is. Technically, a college-level class taken in high school. Mm-hmm. Asked me of an essay. Is it good? Did I show you my AP-ness? <laughs> Say that out loud for me, Jerry. Uh, did I show you my AP-ness? That's right. Yeah, that's... Her AP-ness. Wow. How... Is... If she belongs as an AP student. So, yeah, I think that's pretty funny. Does, does she knew it? Well, see, listen. Did, was she doing that on purpose? Like, I don't trying think Trying to so. get into the class? I don't think so. I'm not saying that that's... <laughs> okay. Just curious. Who knows? Kids, kids say the darndest things, though, Jared. That's for sure. Um, have you witnessed like a, like um, craziness happening in the class? Like your classmates do? Like like oh wow. Well, so when I was in seventh grade, a couple of the guys in my class kept. I don't even remember what they were saying. There's the something weird. Thankfully, no. They, yeah, I'm they, sure it wasn't. They were saying something else. I'm sure it wasn't. And uh, and the teacher. Couldn't get them to stop, and the the poor woman broke down into tears. So yeah. it was my third or fourth day. Feels in my good English to make a class. teacher cry, doesn't it? <laughs> Thankfully, I've never had my students make me cry. I'm gonna knock on wood for that. Um, <laughs> it like that might sound sick, but it kind of I can imagine how it would feel good to make a teacher cry, where it's like you're supposed to be stronger than me, and I broke you. 
Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. I um I was always like I was never a bad kid really, but I was always sort of like a a, a relative a good enough kid to where I wasn't like a bad student, but also like very sarcastic and kind of smart alecky. Interesting. I could never see that. So like I always I, I often got in situations where it's like you couldn't just flat out um like be like you're in trouble, but my but like I would annoy teachers nonetheless. And um, I'm sorry. Mr. Mr. Phillips, I feel like we could be friends. You guys, you guys would be all right. Do you have any more stories? Oh yeah, I mean, other than that, there's also how much commiserating. I, I I cut you off. I understand that you're good. How much sort of student commiserating happens uh, around the water cooler? If you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. This means when you're talking to other teachers, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the people that I'll have no idea what I'm saying, because yeah. I mm-hmm. I get it. I think it depends. In in my environment, there wasn't a ton, really. Um, Is there commiserating but not student-focused? I think some of it could be... I think the commiserating that goes on between teachers a lot of times is, oh, who who do you have next year in this class? And I'm like, oh, you got Billy. Good good luck with Billy. Oh, yeah. You got Billy. Watch out. I can imagine that. Yeah. Other than that, though, I mean, we we would talk about, you know, sometimes parents were a little overbearing we had one parent at our school that would czech republic yeah yeah in, in the czech republic okay where i mean his his son really wasn't doing great in our classes i really tried to engage him and get him involved and uh no luck and his dad thought he deserved a certain grade when his work mm. was not worthy of that grade so you, yeah. you hear things like that but there's not a ton of stuff um one crazy story though i have about a student of mine is when we were in germany on the study abroad, one of my students, um, you know, they had like a little study abroad fling, right? And the teachers knew about it. You know, we didn't really talk about it very much, but, you know, we, we were aware it existed. Not with the teacher. No, no, no. Okay. Two students. Listen, no, no. We're not trying to we're avoid, professionals we're not here. Trying to we're avoid <laughs> the authorities on no. the story. And no, two consenting students um, who, who were friends and dated, whatever. Right. Okay. And, Turns out they were apparently fooling around outside somewhere, and there was a poison oak or poison ivy or something. <laughs> and so my colleague had to go to the pharmacy with them to get them medicine because um, they were Is fooling around in the bushes. Is that code for uh, chlamydia? Could, it could be. I, I don't know. I, I, don't I know didn't need to say it, but I felt like I had to. Right. Well, you know, Jared, I don't have a ton, but Reddit has some good ones. And I think we should read a couple more. Okay. And uh, um, some some of these are really funny. A lot of these are just something that, like, in a way, it's almost like kids say the darndest things, do for you, example. Do you yeah. miss, do, do, do you ever uh, wish that you could, you know, we, I guess, um, you know, a, a second ago we mentioned that, you know, teaching generally gets easier the the older they are just because there's the most part, yeah. more likelihood that they actually want to be there the older they get in general. Do you ever wish you could be you could uh, teach younger people? Do you enjoy teaching younger people? Do you think that I, like I, oh you, that's a skill you wish you could like well, uh, perfect a little more? I've I've taught kids for quite a few years, and I taught a kids class in Czech Republic, and I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why did not we never talk about this? You, you never asked me. I, I know. but forget the podcast. 
Listen, I love the podcast. You, I never knew about yeah. the talk oh, yeah. show. I knew you had the every, every Wednesdays. I knew you, <laughs> I knew you had the uh, like the check in English back and forth lesson with those teachers. I didn't know you taught kids. Oh yeah, every Wednesday. Okay, it was great. It was a lot of fun. The kids were awesome. The key when working with kids is oh here here's something that is a little story, and I'm curious to see what you would have done if you would have been in my shoes, Jared. So I was teaching this class for kids in the Czech Republic. We were playing a game, playing a game, and uh, it was a older sister and younger brother in the class and we were playing this game and it was like a relay game so the kids had to run around and find the words and stuff like this right mm-hmm. you got to get the little ones moving it's important and so they're running around looking for words and the older sister pushes the little brother he falls kind of hits his knee looks like he's about to cry looks at her and then looks at me and oh, I, I didn't really like- i didn't really know what to do i'm gonna be honest with you had he have cried, I've had students, uh, kids cry on me before. I feel like you leave that alone. You leave it alone? Okay. That's, that's a, if it wasn't a family member, maybe I'd say differently. Okay. And she kind of looked at me too like what? Like we're yeah, just joking like, around. Yeah. Nah, she's like, listen, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I feel like. And he was, he was listen, fine. I was just like, oh man, I really. I mean, I'm he sure he's fine. Cry. I'm sure he's fine. I mean, kids are resilient. I think she, she I think she might have crossed the line for sure. But I think that's a situation where you just leave it alone, and that you leave, and especially since they're family, it's like that. That'll work itself out, or he'll end up becoming a uh, depraved uh, cannibal. I- ideally, not the, not that <laughs> one, but yeah. Another funny story too. I was teaching while I was teaching in the Czech Republic. Um, there were a couple students in the back that would just keep talking, mm. and I would either stop talking. You were or one of those kids, them. weren't you? Nah, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. once in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm a talkative guy. What can I say? But they, yes. they were talking quite a bit, and I would look at them, make that teacher eye contact, you know, stare into their souls. I know what you're doing. And they kept talking, and so I, I just kept going, and so I kept, you know, teaching. And this one student, literally, in English, turns and looks at them and says, shut up, he's trying to teach. Um. And in a way, I felt a little bad because, like, I could have said that, but I was kind of like, hey, man, I appreciate it. It's better coming from him than you, though, isn't yeah. it? I think anytime a teacher yells like that, it's never good. I don't, I don't think it's a healthy thing teachers should do is yell at students. It, it does sort of, in a weird way, like maybe the, the person would fear, uh, maybe the person would fear the teacher, but it does almost sort of make me, I, I've seen a teacher here and there yell, and it does, in a weird way, sort of make you lose respect for the teacher. Because oh, I think sure. even if you're young, you understand what a lack of control is. Right. And, and yeah, there's no reason why you need to yell at your students, for sure. I'll never forget, though, uh, my last teacher story for this episode okay. is, and we'll have to do a few more of these, because I'm sure if I think more about mm-hmm. this, I can come up with some and find some better I'm sure ones. I could, too. Yeah. Um, I had a, an AP, I won't say the class. We'll just say I had an AP teacher in high school. He might be, he's probably retired now. Doesn't matter. Oh my God. He was teaching this class and one of the students fell asleep in the front row and he threw a history book, hardcover Mm. history book at him. Those things are big. It ended up chipping a corner off of the desk. Obviously woke the student up, scared the crap out of everybody else. It was crazy. See, I went to an all boys Catholic school. And so I saw, uh, I saw things, tools be used. Uh, as uh, ways to get students in line, but 
We'll leave that for the next episode. We'll just leave it there. Sounds good. But for now, let's talk about our song of the pod. Let's do it. Now, this one is uh, Port uh, Brazilian. And it is so soothing. Oh, it's so great. It is perfect. The perfect mix of um, sort of that... uh, what What do you call that sort of um style bossa nova bossa nova yeah so the song is actually uh on the album puta mayo and, and the song is track number two on the album it's called esperanza de mar azul and it, yeah it's beautiful mm-hmm. very laid back portuguese is a very interesting uh language because it has all those like ows and ahs mm-hmm. and um but similar yeah, i can't to, even pronounce half of them similar to spanish Although I will say it does have a very different sound to me, at least. Sounds great with Spanish, Bossa Nova. It fits very well to uh, singing. And mm-hmm. um, and it's, I mean, because it still is a romance language. Oh, for sure. And you can hear it. It's very soothing. Like, this is almost something where it's like you bring a lady back to the place, pour a glass of red wine, put yeah, on Yeah, if you're some, trying to uh, get fancy, for put sure. On some Esperanza de, mas, de Mar Azul. Puta Mayo. Puta mayo. Puta mayo. Is that like the bad word puta? I I think it's different. I'm okay, not sure. Okay, put on to puta mayo. Be like, hey, this is great. I love it. And it, it is really, you know, it's. I almost hate to say this because it seems like it's simplifying the song, and it almost seems like, well, I mean, this is true. This is not even seeming, but it's clearly spoken as someone that doesn't understand bossa nova music well. But it it fits to the formula very well of bossa nova mm-hmm. absolutely but i even hate to say that in the sense that it seems like it's you know taking away from how good it is but it's just it's very like it almost just naturally makes you move in that way that every sort of bossa nova song forces you to do with your shoulders where you're like a sure it's hard to keep still mm-hmm. for sure absolutely i love it it's fantastic yeah i love I feel like you hear at a restaurant too good restaurant music yeah that's yeah, fantastic. There's a man and a woman singing. It's fantastic. Really fantastic piano. Yeah, it's Bossa Nova. It's great. Check it out. Untranslatable one on Twitter. Esperanza de Mar Azul. It's fantastic. And that whole album is great. And that whole mm-hmm. album actually is Bossa Nova in numerous different languages. I showed Jared a German one. Sorry, people. This Bossa. was the one Jared was loving, which is fine. I was pushing for the German one. But hey, this is a good one too. I can't be. I I have to. I have to be uh, true to myself. I can't just be biased to to the German language. Although I could use it. You could at, at this point. I really could because at this point I could do anything to keep up with it because I'm really slacking. Right. I'm really slacking. I'm not slacking on Spanish though. That's good. I'm not fully. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not watching falsely identity as much as I would like. I'm watching it though. But for this episode, I thought, hey. Let's find something that's at least kind of on, uh, on, on task here. And so my word is maestro y maestra. I don't know how to say Do you know how to say depending on in Spanish? No, say señor. Okay. Maestro y maestra depending on gender. <laughs> that's master or teacher? It is teacher. But there are a lot of different words for teacher. But the reason I chose this one specifically is because I think that that one, you know, as we talk about all these sort of like breakdowns of student and teacher and classroom, um, there's something very respectful just about hearing maestro, you know? 
Oh, my! It it rolls off the tongue. Maestro. Yeah, maestro is a great word. It sounds very, and it sounds very like commanding of respect almost. Oh, absolutely. I like it, and it also sounds like it should be. Sounds kind of musically related. It does. So there are other words for teacher, and I'm not saying that's like the go-to one where it's like profe. Professore, profess. Of course, every every sort of European language mm-hmm. has some form of professor. Mm-hmm. There's also instructor, but that's probably more maybe sport related. Okay, maybe yeah. Maestro is a great one for sure, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, I like how it well, sounds. Jared, I appreciate that Spanish word of the pod. Now it's time for a couple of cheesy teacher jokes. You betcha. So, Jared, why do teachers fart in class? To um, pass. Go ahead. I don't know. Why? Because they are not private tutors. Have you ever farted in class? There were a couple times, yeah. Mm. Where they've heard you? Probably, yeah. Okay. It's a little awkward, but hey. So, Chad, what's sort of like a big no-no for you as far as when you're in the classroom, You do you have anything where it's like, I will not cross this line with my students? And obviously... There's a whole, uh, you know, you know, what I, you know. What I, mean, I mean, right? as as long as they're <laughs> as long as they're being quiet and doing their work, you know, I I don't have any any issues with them. Or you have to be careful with cell phone usage. Yes, um, that's one thing. And I usually look at them. I mean, I think have a lot teachers of students, had to be more lenient with that these days. I think sometimes, yes. At least for me as a language teacher, I really like to. Okay, I'm going to move the camera over. It's a little too far over. Because um, I'll at least say this. It, when, when I was a kid in high school, if a student were to be on their camera, or excuse me, on their, on their camera. I sound like my mom. If a student were to be on their phone, I think it's, it was way easier. And I'm not even like that old, but I think it was way easier back then to just confiscate the phone. But I feel like yeah. that's a trickier thing to navigate these days. I think, I think it could definitely still be done. Um, just depends on the teacher. I haven't had to confiscate any phones, but um, you know, I definitely know colleagues who have. Okay. So, All right. Well, give me yeah. another joke. Let's what do, do you it. What do you call a teacher without students? Steven Seagal. I don't know. Happy. Although I disagree with that one. No, I really, he doesn't. I really enjoy my students. You see that smile that's on his face? The camera got that. We saw that. <laughs> that is a, a very big perk of being a stu- uh, teacher is having those summers off. That's true. So, Jared, how is a language teacher like a judge? Um, r- they have to use they have they use rulers. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Well, you're right to look language at me like teachers that. use rulers. Um, <laughs> oh, right. I didn't think about the language part. Language teachers and judges both give out sentences. Mm-hmm. There you go. What's the difference between a teacher and a train? One's on time at least 50% of the time. Maybe. But the teacher says, spit your gum out. The train says, choo-choo. What, how do you feel about the hat rule and the gum rule? Stupid. It's stupid. Okay, thank you. I'm, I'm glad I'm you said that. Not a fan. I think maybe I, I might understand the gum rule only because there are a-holes that will actually stick it under stuff. Right. I never understand that. But there are people that actually do that. I don't get the hat rule. I don't either. People don't aren't know. like most people that wear hats don't play with their hats. Right. Yeah, I agree. Well, how is it a distraction? I don't I don't understand it. I don't know, Jared, you tell me. 
But You're the I, teacher. Then, then again, I didn't wear my cowboy hat in class. Believe it or not. I know it's hard to believe. But, Jared, my last joke for you today is, why did the teacher wear sunglasses in their class? Mm, to seem tough. Because their students were so bright. <laughs> Said no teacher ever. You never know. I had some pretty clever students, Jared. Oh my you gosh. never know. My but students shine bright like a diamond. No, that's right. Shine bright like a diamond. Um, Shout out to Rihanna. There we We're go. We're big fans of Rihanna here. That is true. <laughs> she, she's the queen, man. She's great. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, our quote for today's pod is, the the fun of teaching, I would say, lies within these teacher stories. You mm-hmm. know, the random, the obscure, always tend to uh, create a very entertaining story at the end of the day and you know we're looking forward to hopefully bringing you guys all some more entertaining stories in the near future and i think the at least i'm let me not put words in your mouth but one of the enjoyable things about potentially being a teacher is that you know a lot of people go into jobs and they sort of know what they're going to be doing every day and it's a very uh you know monotonous almost sort of daily routine and i think let me not put words in your mouth. Tell me if I'm wrong. But one of the benefits of being a teacher is you're always kind of walking into a new situation. You always, For sure. You're almost, it's a, you know, slightly even performative. Mm-hmm. And so it sort of causes, like, causes you to be on your feet. You never know what's going to happen. And just, I've always noticed, even having always worked in sort of office jobs, even in situations where I'm in an office job, the day always goes faster when you're interacting with people. Oh, when for you're sure. having a good time, enjoying what you're doing even more. And so I, I understand how, you know, sometimes you always hear that being a teacher is stressful, but that sort of stress that it brings can, on the flip side, make a day be great and go fly by because you really enjoyed just the experience and you had, a, you, you had fun too. Absolutely. I, I couldn't say it better myself, buddy. Spread a little love. Absolutely. It, I am very blessed and very happy to be a teacher. We've had a lot of great experiences and times um, as a teacher and I'm looking forward to sharing more of these stories on the podcast with you, buddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, so we want to thank all of our listeners out there for supporting us here at the untranslatable podcast. Let us know, uh, what you think of today's episode at untranslatable podcast at gmail.com or even better five star reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. Let us know what we could do better. We would really love to make this podcast even better for all of you. So let us know. And lastly, don't forget to check out our Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, and our YouTube channel to check out Songs of the Pod and all sorts of other great stuff at Untranslatable Podcast as well on YouTube. So check it out. We hope you enjoy. And until next time, and as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dequiem a muchas gracias. <laughs>